No, no, I think Breakthrough TV gives bad, bad, bad broadcasting a good name. You're listening to Con Air Radio. Stop whining. It's about to begin. <laughs> All right, guys and gals, this is Smash Tower. We are day four of Sabotin. Yes, the last day of this wah, weekend. Wah. <laughs> and uh, we are <laughs> actually, we are going to attempt a marathon of interviews um, because I do have a goal behind all this. Um, I'm not going to say it right now because I don't want to burst my own bubble. Don't want to jinx it. Yep, but uh, we are shooting for a goal. So we are starting our very first podcast with uh, one of our neighbors here on the art of uh, the creator's corner. I, I was going to say artist alley. I mean, we're, we're <laughs> next to artist I alley, so it's like it's easy to get the mix up I there. Know. And uh, I'll let you go ahead and introduce yourself and uh, we'll go from there. Okay. Um, I'm my cosplay name is Macaria Drake and my actual name is Diana. Um, I've been around in the Arizona cosplay community for almost 20 years now, so... <laughs> I think that classifies as a veteran. That definitely classifies <laughs> as a veteran. Um, so I've seen it change and grow, and I'm still here. So when I first started cosplaying, I had a little tiny child that ran around with me as one of, you know, put dressed him up in costume and everything, and... Now, now they're not so now, tiny. Now he's anymore. in college. <laughs> uh, I mean, you can still dress him up, but you won't be the cute tiny cosplays yeah. anymore. <laughs> well, no. The, the real question, in that is, did he? Does he continue to do cosplay? No, but he is doing um, theater and teaching, and so I, I do think that. I think you trained him already. <laughs> I think it rubbed off somehow. Um, yeah. In the best he, way. He still loves anime. He's just not. Um, he doesn't want to dress really a cosplayer anime. anymore. Yeah. yeah. Which is totally valid. You know, it's it's on your terms. If you decide you fall yeah. out of love with it, then you fall out of love with yep. it. And I don't know how much of it was me excited to dress him up. <laughs> or yeah, <laughs> six one half does the other. Him the wanting to do it. Uh, <laughs> no. So I, I am curious. Like, how did you get your start in cosplaying? Because 20 years, that 20 years ago, cosplay was seen as like a, a weird thing you did in your mom's it basement. It was. So um, actually, one of the staff members here... Um, Bernard, he runs the cafes. And oh, I love Bernard. Yeah. So um, he actually worked with my ex-husband forever ago. And I was getting into Lolita fashion, which is a Japanese fashion. Right. And so I was starting to get really interested in that through a friend. And I had no idea that like conventions even really existed um, or cosplaying like existed. I was just, you know, doing this fashion stuff. And then we started to watch anime and then our friend Bernard was like, you should come to a convention. And we were like, what is that? So he just kept bugging us, bugging us. You should come, you should come. So we finally went and that just steamrolled from there. I actually taught myself to sew so that I could make my own Lolita stuff, which was what I was doing. And then that just like spiraled into costumes and that just like became like my creative outlet. Did you ever and start doing commissions at all? Uh-huh. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I had my um, I had my own business before the pandemic, doing like full time commissions, and that lasted about two years, and it was actually going really well until the pandemic happened. Of and course, and every it wasn't able to work, and money got tight. Yeah, we didn't um, have a reason to get these new cosplays. Right, so it was kind of everything kind of fell apart, and then um, so now I still do commissions sometimes, but it's mostly just for like local people or right. or previous clients, so that I kind of know 
where to find them. <laughs> Absolutely. Now that that's really cool though that you you were able to start a business off of that. Like. Yeah, um, I think it just kind of I love sewing, and when I say like I've been sewing for twenty years, I mean like. I sew consistently all the time. I'm not like someone who just pulls something out every once in a while. It's like every week I'm sewing. My like, wife and I have a crafting business. Yeah. And she's, she does the sewing. I do the cutting. <laughs> yeah. And it's so it's just kind of been my life <laughs> and my creative outlet like an artist. I mean, I do consider it an art. And so, you know, and I just and I find like with cosplay, especially and with sewing, there's always more to learn. Mm -hmm. There's always new techniques. There's always mm -hmm. new materials to work with. There's always just like exciting things to do and like learn from. Well, it's it's like with with the sewing, you're just like, okay, sewing itself doesn't change much, but some of the techniques might. And but some of the new things that we can do and add to the sewing, like with the 3D printing, yeah. you know, I can 3D print this and then find a way to sew it on and now Make we've a got that hook eye yeah. thing to attach it to or something like that right yeah <laughs> I, I even know, i don't oh sorry go ahead oh, go ahead You're <laughs> <laughs> but like also with casting and stuff like that they're doing some really interesting like um silicone casting to be able to add on to fabrics mm -hmm. and even like it's i mean there's just so much technology coming out that can bond with fabric to create all kinds of different textures yeah. and looks absolutely and one of the things i love about that is it's getting easier to wash our cosplays because <laughs> like i'm i saw your outfit on um uh, was it friday we did the yeah friday when we did the skit contest together to judge it your outfit had a lot of pieces on it that were not fabric and like yeah. you know before we had the ability to make them easy to remove we basically couldn't wash them or anything like that and there's a lot of hand a lot careful of careful washing yeah just to get it that musty smell out stuff like that and like 3D printing and silicone casting, all this, and especially people with like you know latex allergies, they can't just go buy the mass-produced stuff because they'll have a reaction. And there's people out there catering to these allergies now, which is amazing. Well, look at steampunk. Back in back in the day, steampunk was I found um, uh, I found the screws, the bolts, the the cogs, and you're adding them onto your actual armor made mm -hmm. out of armor, and now you've got foam that looks like armor. And you can it's 3D so print these wear <laughs> yeah. you know these heavy cogs and it's. It's interesting because, I mean, when I first started cosplaying, like, we didn't even have wigs. Like, we couldn't even find wigs outside of, like, Halloween stores. Mm -hmm. So it was just, like, there was no, I don't know, there was, there was like, almost zero options. <laughs> and now it's, like, all of the options. <laughs> oh, and yeah. Yeah, access to, I, well, I, I bought uh, storage units for a while to try to do as an income. And I'd still love to get back into it. I just love finding hidden treasures. There's so much cool stuff hidden in those things. And, and I've acquired several ma uh, wigs in throughout that. And I'm like, God, I just, I know cosplayers. I just need, I, <laughs> the way I'm going now, I can almost start a cosplay store from what I can find oh, in yeah. these auctions. I tell you what. I've um, got corsets. I've got... <laughs> at the, I need those for drag. <laughs> at the last con, I had so many wigs that I think I had probably... I think I have at least... Uh, probably like around 100 of them. Whoa. And so I like unloaded... I brought a suitcase full of wigs to the Otaku closet, like the, the sale, and I just unloaded them for 10, 15 bucks. Mm -hmm. To get and rid of them all? I got rid of all of them. People awesome. were like waiting in a line <laughs> to pick them up. She's going, I've got some money but to it was put just, in. <laughs> I was like, I have so much... Like just from being in Cosway for so long, you know, you just collect stuff... And then you don't know what to do with it. Do we have mm -hmm. a cosplay a, a cosplay museum anywhere? <laughs> um, I've actually been talking with Greg about something like that for that you know people who've been doing it for so long. Like 
I'm sure yeah. you have some amazing pieces you could display, like armor pieces and such. I would. Uh, that would be an amazing addition. Like, well, I, it would be I, a good place for you to either put them on loan, uh, or actually sell them to a place if it was an actual, um, you know, standing building. Um, yeah, like I, I think a great first start to that would be doing like something like that here, like how they have the uh, the figure mm-hmm. room. Like, oh, I yeah. would love to touch base with Greg and see if we can get some cosplayers who'd be willing to like you know even for like you know a couple hours a day just put something on display so people can come by, take a look at it. Obviously, yeah. keep it behind a screen so nobody touches it, etc. But I, I have a friend; he's actually a local Arizonian. He classifies himself the Arizona uh, uh, con historian. Uh, he's got decades worth of memorabilia and stuff and history of the cons. Man, we should get Hal involved with that. <laughs> Here, Hal, you got in charge of this. You tell everybody everything, and we'll we'll have people provide the uh, mm-hmm. the memorabilia. <laughs> that would be really cool. That'd be interesting. Uh, that yeah. that would be an interesting thing to ta- no, but I'm not taking charge of that. <laughs> I am You're not. Like, I'll, I'll, I don't I'll need any my, more I'll things. I'll my I, I, on that one. I'll, I'll I'll take charge of that one. So if it burns and it crashes and burns, I can just be like, you know, okay, yep, that was a mistake, mm-hmm. and you don't have to worry about it. But, um. Well, no, I don't think it would crash and burn, especially still at a place like this where mm-hmm. people can actually go in there and realize, wow, this has been here forever. You know, it's been in for going for a long time. Yep. But, yeah, so that's actually interesting. You've Sorry. been doing cons for a very <laughs> long time, obviously. I have, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's amazing that you have that much history with the conventions and cosplay and everything. Um one thing I love about seeing, especially the professional cosplayers, is seeing every like you know having these awesome stories about like maybe the character you're dressed up as, or maybe they remember you from another con. Is there like a, a moment that sticks out to you, as the moment as you realize this is why I do this, this is why I enjoy my art and bring it to, for people to see? I mean, I think I do a lot of original costumes where I design my own stuff, and when I wear them, it's like I don't you know a lot of times when you're your favorite character, it's a recognition thing but when it was like oh they they know who you are and that's what like makes you feel great Mm -hmm. but when I'm wearing original things even if people have they don't know what I'm from but they still like freak out about it and that's like what makes it so cool is that it's not a character they recognize but they appreciate the art and and how intricate and detailed and it is that they like are like yelling at me from around you know I'll turn around the corner and someone goes oh my god your costume is so beautiful (laughs) oh my god you know and it's like that's like bringing this oh you can get to you know you can do whatever you want with cosplay (laughs) sort of a feeling there's no real rule to cosplay as far as like you know doing it obviously there's you know con etiquette cosplay and stuff like this but like when it comes to doing your own cosplays, you can do whatever versions of the characters you want. Yep. Like yesterday, I saw the coolest punk rock version of Sonic from Sonic the Hedgehog, yeah. <laughs> and it was some kid who had borrowed his dad's old punk rock gear from the eighties. Oh my god, that's and great! He, he did the wig himself. It, that's where it went. It wasn't the greatest, but you could tell he worked his hardest, and that's why I appreciate it. It doesn't have to look perfect to know that you put your yeah. heart and soul into it. And that's, I mean, part of the reason that I that I love doing panels and I love coming around and doing this is is because when I started out. Um, a long time ago, um, there was a lot of gatekeeping. There was a lot of just people didn't want to share. And I feel like that has changed a lot. Oh, um, yeah. There's, it's People are all about sharing information now, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also feel like um, because I have a teaching background as well, I wanted to come from a place and be like, I'm self-taught. I remember what it was like to try and tackle all these things and how it felt really overwhelming and hard. So I tried to use my panels as a way to teach people how to sew and how to read you know patterns and how to do all this stuff coming from a place where I had to teach myself those things Mm -hmm. so it's like 
okay, I remember not wanting, like not understanding this lingo, not figuring out how to like do these things and so that I can teach them how to do it on a level that's so much easier than for them, at least coming from a place where they don't know anything. (laughs) Learning shortcuts. Yeah. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. I want to do this, but how do I do this? And I think there's a lot of stigma too of just like, oh, I heard I have to do it this way or, or like you have to make your own costumes Mm -hmm. in order for it to be fun and you have to, it's like, no, like just do what works for you. You know, it's exactly. (laughs) I I saw a couple of days ago, some guy taped a little box type figure to his hat and that was it. And I'm sitting there going, was that his version of cosplay or is that actually exists somewhere? <laughs> yeah, like, you never know. The whole thing too is that, you know, coming to these cons, you see these outfits, you're like, huh, that looks really cool. I wonder where that's from. You know, yeah. it's a really cool way to introduce people to something that maybe they don't know about. Right. Exactly. Like, for example, um, I do a lot of one piece cosplay. I've been watching it since it came out in 1999. Mm-hmm. Let me just date myself here. Um, <laughs> And last year, I debuted a, a cosplay that I had never worn before. I would never have had the confidence to wear, but I said, screw it, let's try it. It was the drag queen character for the series. And some kid came up to me and went, wow, there's a drag queen in anime? I want to know about that. So I sat down with him, you know, talked for a few minutes. He had some questions. We took some pictures. His mom apparently was a, a huge fan of, like, RuPaul's Drag Race and stuff. So she was asking me, you know, what drag shows do you, stuff like that. And I was able to show them, you know, hey, there's this cool thing here. Maybe you should check it out. Maybe it's something you can enjoy together. And that's honestly what makes us so rewarding in the end is knowing that there's people who are like, that is so cool. I want to do that one day or I want to see that show yeah. or I want to play that game. Yeah, I I love stuff like that. I know I used to do a lot of like game fighting game cosplays and stuff like mm-hmm. that and being able to just like go talk to people about like oh it's your favorite character and your favorite moves and and just sitting there you know for like 20 minutes just talking about your favorite stuff. Yeah, and just sitting and shooting the shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's always entertaining anyway. Oh, <laughs> Just yeah, that's, being that's how Malachi took up an hour of our time yesterday. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He can do that. It's Malachi. I love yep. that boy to death. I love my him, God. too. <laughs> so, like, I, I know you do a lot of your own original characters and stuff like that, which is absolutely amazing. Is there any of your original pieces that you've done that stand out more to you than any of the others that you've done? Um, yes. So, um, I took, I made, I love fish. <laughs> In the ocean, I love gold. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, um, where's this one going? <laughs> I mean, I've seen those sushi roll cosplays. In yeah, <laughs> no, like, um, like ocean fish, and yeah. um, yeah, I love the ocean, and um, so I love all marine life kind of creatures, and but especially goldfish. My cosplay name used to be Royal Goldfish a while ago, um, and then I changed it when I moved to more fashion and original stuff. But anyways, um, so I created this goldfish princess character, where it was basically. Um, her the whole costume was orange but it was like orange silk and it had all this like just crazy textile manipulation techniques that I put into it that was just over the top and it had those color changing sequins all on the back that was white to gold and so you could um, so it looked like the scales and everything you can move a spot yeah scale move another one I named her um she her name was Atalanta and um I actually took her to costume con and she's probably one of the one of my proudest like costume achievements and i brought her to costume con and i won um i entered as a master which there's like a little story behind that where i when i first saw costume con i was a novice and i was watching the masquerade and thinking that there was like the most of the people there were masters and like Mm -hmm. every costume was just amazing every like one after the other and i was like oh my gosh i'm like one day i'm gonna be good enough as these people and i'm gonna enter this contest as like as a master and so I decided to do it 
um, in the it was the year um, right after the or before the right before the pandemic. Mm, so and like so, 2019, yeah, 2019. And I went there and I actually won uh, best fabric manipulation and I won a scholarship to costume college. And it was like I went there and competed against some of the people that I you know, follow and have been following for years and like looked up to and everything. And it was just, it felt like this moment, like this is, I'm finally like where I saw myself being all those years ago, but it was, it's, time, it's finally your time in the spotlight. Yeah. And that <laughs> character, she's actually a print that I'm selling at my table because it's just, I don't know. It's, it's such a fun costume and it's like so bright and like, <laughs> it's very orange. So you're doing that fan thing to where you were competing against all these people that you've been following. He, he did the fan thing yesterday. He almost yeah. exploded. <laughs> <laughs> I got a chance to talk to uh, the three voice actors that were still here. Oh, and, yeah. like, I felt, I've been following their work for, like, you know, since I was a kid. So I was just like, oh, my God, I get to interview them. <laughs> every, almost every interview started with a... <laughs> okay, we're good. We're good. We're good. Like, All right, I'm contained. I can do this. But, you know, it's not every day you get to talk to your childhood, you know? <laughs> no, it's yeah. true. I, um, I actually competed with... Um, um, a cosplayer, her name is Sarcasm Hime. Oh, I love yeah. her work. And um, so I've been following her for like over a decade. Mm-hmm. And since she came to Phoenix Comic Con like in 2009 or something like wow. that. Yeah. And she's in Canada. So like I haven't really been able to see her at all at any local conventions or anything. She, she doesn't usually come down to the valley. And um, so she was competing at Costume Con. So I got to actually compete with her. And it was just funny because I know all of her costumes and I know she's a master, and I walked in there, and I saw her costume, and I recognized it immediately. She was the sewing machine cosplay from Psychozo. Oh, the, yeah. And I was just, I'm like, it's an art reference, but it was just amazing, and I was like, I'm not winning anything. <laughs> it was that moment <laughs> no, where I'm you see your win. idol, and you're like, well. Well, there's best in show. <laughs> there's best, but, you know, and I, but I was like, but if I'm going to lose to someone, it better, you know, like, I would want it to be her, so you that's fine. Somebody that you idolize. You yeah, know, so I was like, like no, I, it's I, fine. I, I lost, but you know what? You totally earned it. Yeah. So, I mean, but it was, but now like we're friends on Facebook and like, you know, it's, it's like meeting those people where they seem unreachable, but then mm-hmm. you realize they're just people. And that's, that's when you start tracking what cities they're from exactly. and, you, and you go, okay, I'm going to go to this con because it's the closest con to their city and so I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going yeah. to connect again. So for me, there's a, a convention in Halifax, Nova Scotia where I was raised. Mm-hmm. So I keep telling myself, this is one of these days, I'm gonna set up, I'm gonna go to Halcon, um, I'll apply for the media, I'll put all the monies aside, and then stay an extra week and visit all my old friends. <laughs> Check out the old stomping grounds, yeah. the whole nine. Uh, yeah, those are, the, those are the kind of cool things that you can do and you can add to. So you can go, I can go over here and do the convention stuff that I absolutely love, but at the same time, I can intercept with people who I have, haven't seen forever. And yeah. you can really, yeah. it, there's other reasons why you can really get juiced for these conventions and mm-hmm. such. Or sometimes like when your friends move out of state and then you're like, well, now right. I can go to that con that's over there. Oh no, I have to go see you at this convention that's going to be right by your house. Right. How awful. I know, man. Or, <laughs> Or you go with a little bit of a twist. Since I'm going to this convention that's right beside your house, can I stay at your place? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That also, Corgi Cosplay uh, was nice enough to let us stay with her for the past couple of years because we've always been her, you know, her booth hands and everything. So, you know, I would do the heavy labor and we get a free place to crash. So I know exactly what that's like. Yeah. <laughs> 
But, <laughs> You're uh, not just around the corner from each other and mm-hmm. almost out to my way. So there's <laughs> so between the three of us, we can make it work. But, uh, <laughs> so you, you've done all these awesome costume contests. You've done all these cool conventions at, like, is it ever surreal for you that you're you're going from being on that stage to judging what's on that stage? Because I was watching your face on Friday, and you looked just absolutely just ecstatic to be behind that table with with me and Ryan. I really love judging, and I I always joke like I'm all I'm I'm like I love judging you, but I mean like, it just sounds so funny. Um, but I mean I love competing too. I just find that there's this beauty in people sharing their accomplishments with you and so like when you're judging and people come up and they share what they've created it's like they're sharing this very personal beautiful thing with you and I just I don't know I really love it and I love encouraging people to like keep doing that and that they feel good when when they go through judging and they don't feel Mm. like like ashamed or, or scared I want them to feel like that was a good experience and and these people really appreciated what I did and when I'm with other judges that are like that you know when someone walks in the room and they go oh my gosh get over here we need to see this beautiful yeah. thing like I want it to be that for them and it's also fun for me because I just love hearing all about it and I learned so much from the people on the other side of the table too mm-hmm. where they tell me their techniques or the things that they did because there's lots of materials that I don't work with you know but that I still am learning about and it's interesting to be like see what they did with it yeah. um, you know it's, some people are just mad creative and blow my mind sometimes <laughs> with how they do things I know it would never happen for me because I'm not into th- I don't know detail that well and stuff like that but I could see myself trying to do a cosplay uh, masquerade or a judging contest and I'd be that guy where oh it's good to see you it's that and now it's time to judge you, <laughs> and, you know, I, I was kind of expecting on Friday at some point for my drag queen to, to kick in and be like okay now sashay away <laughs> be like I'm I'm judging you silently mm-hmm. but no. <laughs> yeah no it's uh, apparently, I didn't realize a lot of people here haven't had experience to drag queens. So, like, this weekend has been a very surreal experience for me, at least. And, like, during the skit contest, watching, just seeing your reaction to everybody's things on stage, like, everybody had these so, like, crazy, unique ideas. Like, I know. It was so... And I'm, I'm, like, a staple judge for the skit contest. I've judged it, like, I don't know, for, like, four years in a row now, I think. Like, so we always see each other next year. Yeah, the they always joke that, like, it's, like like, it's not the skit. The, Amber with the masquerade. Yeah, <laughs> they always joke, like, it's not the skit contest if you're not judging, because I've just... Um, but it's so nice to see, like, people coming back year after year and how mm-hmm. they are, they're growing. And, like because I see them and I've seen that with other cosplayers too even just competing I see people grow from novices all the way to master and it's just it's so beautiful to see people like transforming through the years in the community mm-hmm. and it's you know like it's a wonderful thing to see I'm I'm amazed because I've I've run into some very young um, cosplayers that you know are in my mind or visually at least they still look like they're in their teens and they've already accomplished that master's status and i'm like oh my god i mean how long have you been doing this and what do you do in your <laughs> in your regular time i mean you they know. have all of summer vacation and spring break to work True. on stuff and you know during summer break they have plenty of time for like the winter cons like, well there's like somebody in specific and i think she was actually here yesterday and you may even know her um uh, pandora um, yeah, and blonde. She she does a lot of the princess and uh, the mm-hmm. Renaissance type stuff. She was here yesterday, and you know, she is I think from the Payson area, uh, or you know, Prescott or something. Like, she's like up in a kind of like a little no, 
right. no zone. And, no and cons I'm, up there. Yeah, and there's no cons. Well, Verde Valley uh, was up there, but it's it's a one day thing. And but uh, I'm sitting there going, man, how do you get your your how do you keep that flow going? Being kind of like so far in between or so far out of distance from other people that do this. I mean, that's why so many people down here can keep that flow going because there's always something going. Mm-hmm. And we've had like an upsurge of like weekend events because there's, it feels like almost every other weekend there's some sort of little event going on. Yeah, Correct. Like a mini con. A mini con. Like a right. You know, I know a lot of the boba shops out here do like a, yep. a one day mini con mm-hmm. for like artists and stuff who maybe, you know, they couldn't do stuff during the two years. And I think part of it too is the pandemic. Yeah. We had two years of no contact with anybody. So we were all like, I need, I need my social fix. Even, yeah. Even the introverts like myself were just like, nope, I need, I need to talk to somebody. I love you. I love my wife. I love her to death, but I need to talk to somebody, a third party. <laughs> it's, yeah, no, same. I'm not like a, I mean, I'm not super sociable, but I, you know, there was so much time that you were alone. And then I think over time, because you're not going to cons and you're not, being you know you're not showing all your stuff and cosplaying and like being around people your motivation to make cosplay and stuff started to like go down because it's Mm -hmm. like well what am i going to do with this i don't have anywhere to go i was uh i was kind of the asshat um i ignored absolutely everything they said about (laughs) the uh, virus and i just continued on with life as it was the only time i shut anything down to the corona was when i was driving uber i had to wear a mask but even then, I mean, I was talking up a storm with all my, my clients, mm-hmm. and I still go into a restaurant. I still had two jobs going and, and things like that. So, you know, I kept the, I, I, I did not want the, uh, the idleness to kick in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I almost wished I had a job because yeah. then maybe I would have been able to, like, regularly do things. But since I was working... For myself, right? Yeah, it was not a, not a I, whole lot of outside time for me. I wasn't much better because I was working for GameStop at the time, and my location didn't open up until almost a year after the pandemic. Uh, so, yeah. and what's even worse is my hire date was the day before lockdown happened. So I was just like, I got <laughs> like, up next yay. day. I was super excited. I got my you know put my name badge on, and I was just like, and eh, never mind. I'm going back to bed. <laughs> it's only two weeks. It'll be fine. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but you know, it, it's I'm so glad that we're opening up. And we can start having these events again, and that we can you know see beautiful places like yours out again. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm really glad to be back, and I'm glad that Sabo is growing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'll be I very interested to see if it grows more because there's been a lot of talk. There's <laughs> closing Fun fact ceremonies. About that, um, yeah. Greg's me making. I think he said like five huge announcements at closing ceremonies yeah. today. Yep. So like, I am super excited to see what Greg has planned. I, somebody's hammering in here. Um. I know. <laughs> no, that's me. I'm gonna get hammered. Oh, dang it! It's it's five o'clock somewhere, right? Um, no. Uh, I've been, I've been I've known Greg since Sabaku Con started up in Albuquerque. That was my first ever actual anime con because I'd only ever done like you know Comic Con, Dragon Con, stuff like that. I didn't know there was an anime con, and I started off as a volunteer before I started even doing cosplay for him. I just kind of did it on you know oh it's my break I'm gonna switch to my cosplay, take some photos, and get back into my work gear. Yeah. And just seeing how Sabaku Con has grown because that's it's still one of his smallest conventions, and this year I think we had like eight thousand attendees. Wow. Oh, it's grown and so much. I think, I think here it's all, we've already hit the, the five digits easily. Yeah, it, it would be interesting to see. That's what I'm waiting for on the numbers. Uh, I was at his closing ceremonies at Katori, um, mm-hmm. which um, unfortunately I do believe the numbers were s- extremely low. 
Um, they were, but, but Flagstaff is also kind of out of the way for a lot. Correct, of people, and it's so. never going. It's never going to be a big con, con but it's definitely a vacation con. Isn't oh, so yeah, it's mm-hmm. one so of my favorites because of where it is. Yep, and it's, uh, it's, I, I like loved it. It was snowing. Too. Like I love these huge cons, but the smaller ones are a little nice to just you know go and yep. have some fun. Yep. Yep, it's just, it's like low-key, and the yeah. hotel is beautiful, the location is beautiful, there's like it's hiking paths in the back and yep. stuff. Yeah, it's like PhotoCon, it's so <laughs> great. I don't it's think one of my it, favorites. I, I think that's one of the things, if I had to make choices of uh, canceling a con because I can't afford to go or something like that, that's the one my wife will not allow me to cancel. <laughs> She's like, no, we're getting out of town. It's snowed the last two times that we were there. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, I know. I, I definitely go up there for Basically, the... this is my vacation. You're not taking this from me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, so where can we find you on social media? Um, I am under uh, Macaria Drake. It's like Macaria underscore Drake on Instagram. And then um, I also have, I'm also working on a, an email newsletter that I do every two weeks. That's like free for the community. It's called Cosmom. Yeah, I heard about yep. it. <laughs> um, so it's basically a free resource for cosplayers from someone who has 20 years experience cosplaying. So it's started out where I was just doing the basics of most things and then now I'm getting into more detailed things but it's on it's Macaria Drake on Patreon but there's also the link in my Instagram bio is always the link to the Patreon so Mm -hmm. if you're ever looking for it but it's always even though it's on Patreon it's always free just that's just the platform that it's on Um, I have no plans of changing that anytime soon step two she's going to be a streamer (laughs) (laughs) so uh real quick um is there any like anything you want to say to the people out there you know any of your fans or anything like that advice anything like that you want to just pass on some positivity to the world um i think don't be afraid to like ask questions and to figure out like what you want to do with cosplay um and if you have an idea like go for it i feel like sometimes we're worried about how things will be perceived but i always tell people that like the best crowd like the best people are in the anime crowd they're the most accepting they're the most like patient and and good and i i just do believe that (laughs) and that you know someone out there there's going to be a group of people who are going to think that your idea is just as awesome as you think it is and that's how you find your people you know Mm -hmm. that's how you find your friends and the people that share with you so like don't be afraid to just go out there and, and do the things you want to do and be who you want to be. <laughs> so. That's awesome. Thank you so much for that word of wisdom. My, my mind just, they're going, oh, man. <laughs> I can't, there's so many people you can milk for information and mm-hmm. stuff, and I'm sitting there going, how many cosplayers do I know? I do know a lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I have good resources. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy like at where i am how many people i know i'm like oh i know someone who could help me do this i know someone who could help me do this, mm-hmm. do this. it's not until so. you put it into context you realize just how big your your friend group can yeah. Be. yeah yeah but just being at these conventions it sparks so many ideas for some for cosplay some for business some yeah. for podcasting and like the one that we, uh, we were talking about um i was sitting there going you know i need if i bought this equipment people would come there because it's equipment they need to use mm-hmm. yeah so i'm sitting there going oh my god there go my ideas again <laughs> yep right out right out for everybody here <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> but, uh, 
Thank you so much for your time. <laughs> it's been wonderful getting to know you. Yeah, thank you so much for interviewing me and letting me talk about myself for a little bit. Yep. <laughs> we love to hear you guys talk about yourselves. You have such amazing stories. Like, we've gotten so many cool stories this weekend. I, I always look forward to the next one going, okay, what are they going to say next? Yeah. <laughs> what are we going to find out? Yeah. <laughs> what are we going to learn? Huh? I mean, it's already out there, so it doesn't count as blackmail. But, you know, yep. there's always the pre-talk, too. <laughs> <laughs> the stuff that's not recorded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and on dude. that note, oh, well, sorry. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Trade secrets. Bye. <bye-bye>. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, it was great to see you, and hopefully uh, we can get together and do this again soon. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping. I've uh, been doing media for uh, Sabo for a while, on and off type thing, but uh, only as a guest occasionally. So I'm hoping that uh, we can entice. Uh, Greg to do it on a regular basis. That would be really cool. Before some other podcaster comes up here with her idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, the, I went the last thing I want. No competition. I mean, <laughs> uh, unless you do a 5 a.m. coffee talk show trash talking your favorite fandoms, I don't know if you have any competition. <laughs> I'm usually up at that time, but I don't do coffee, so that's not <laughs> that takes out part of that. Yeah. <laughs> Caffeine rush cosplay. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely time for coffee. Right I now. need to find coffee before we open up. That is a guarantee. <laughs> this is code red Mountain Dew. Oh my god, I mean, it's, that it's is about a lot. The same amount, so <laughs> it's like yikes. Yeah. Anyway, okay. I anyway. I'm gonna go bugging for coffee. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so uh, once again, thank you for showing up, and uh, we'll hopefully see you again soon. Okay. Bye bye. All right, everybody, this is Q Cosplay. We're back here at the final day of Sabo 10 2022 here in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona. It's only 130 degrees outside. It's not that bad. <laughs> my car melted on the way. <laughs> I, my, my coffee cup melted. It was kind of sad. It just couldn't hold on anymore. But we're here with one of our uh, creators, I believe, one of our artists. Uh, uh, well, actually, Sarah is the bento lady. I am the, oh, yeah, the, I am the old bento lady. lady. Oh, bento lady. I, I should have known better. I've bought from you several times in the past. Now I feel like... This is why I need coffee before I talk to people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My coffee cup just quit on me and it just it did not work out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're here with the bento lady. <laughs> Good morning. So this is our final morning of con, and this is my last con. I've been doing this con for ten years now. Last con in Arizona or last con? I'm not sure yet. Uh, or I need to fig- figure out how what my next step is going to be. So um, my, moved away. We are moving to Chicago. My husband, oh. and I, my husband just accepted a new job in Chicago, so we are in the process of moving. So this is my last con here as is. Um, but I'm not sure what the next evolution. And I think sometimes as creators. It's it's great and it works really really well, but sometimes you have to find out what that next evolution of like who you are and what you're doing, and sometimes you need to be pushed out of that box to make that decision. So, um, yeah, that's a but I push. love doing cons. I love the energy here. It's so positive and affirming. And even though I have no artistic ability like drawing, just watching people create and and bring their own spin stuff is so inspiring and well well refilling for me. That I don't know how I could give this up. And and that's going to be the interesting part. You're going to either have to decide, do I still do the bento stuff uh, at new cons uh, up around the Chicago area? At least it's a big city. So yes, and they have a pretty playing. big Japanese community. So they do, and they have a huge con circuit up there, too. Ooh, so maybe it's just new waters for me, yeah, but bringing the be. same things that have worked or in the past. Or if you drop the bento and just focus on the book writing part, yeah. then you're still connected in the, in, you know, it's a... You can definitely still venture into that that thing. They just don't know you as well as 
you know the con circuit. Yeah, it's interesting because like with our multifaceted lives that we bring like our art to everything we do mm-hmm. and that idea that everything folds in, in and out of itself. So I am a foodie. At, the, at my core, I am a foodie. Right. And so that shows up in my in my books. It shows up in, as the Obento lady. It shows up in my workshops when I teach people how to cook and, and make food. Food is my love language. So if you, I'm, the, I'm the mom. If you come to my house, I want to feed you. Stay for dinner. Stay for right. dinner. Take you know what? Bring here. Here's a little box. Take some home with you. So yeah, I understand that all too well. I'm the dad friend that I always make three times what we need. Yes. There's always leftovers to send home. Bring some to the coworkers and all that fun stuff. Because it's it's just a form of love, and that I care about you, and I care what you put in your body, so that way you can create. That you mm-hmm. can create and bring your highest self to to what you do. This is the kind of a depression point for me though, because I've had actually two author friends of mine actually leave recently and uh a friend of mine tom levine went to uh and tom's my friend too so we're like no i thought he was kidding because he's kind of a joker he said we're moving to canada i'm like haha yeah he's like he did (laughs) like dude where are you going Where's the haha jokes on you yeah i'm like what the heck and then then you're turning around and going off to chicago and i'm like Crap, do I know anyone that still writes down here? <laughs> I mean. Well, the good thing is um, my children are adults, so they're staying in Phoenix. So mm-hmm. I don't have an excuse. To come back. Yes. <laughs> so if you, I was thinking about that today. Um, that idea of like how I got started at Sabo Ten Con was 10 years ago. So my daughter's 24. So when she first started coming to the cons at 12, 13, 14 years old with her friends, I was the con mom that walked behind every, behind them every you know, mm-hmm. two steps. And they were like, can, can you not do that, please? <laughs> so I'm like, what can I do? Yeah. Or, or just can you not be in the same room with us? So it's like, right. what can I do that I can be here um, and, and keep an eye on them, <laughs> but at the same time not be up in their business? And so that's why I'm like... Bento. Nobody's doing Bento. Nobody knew what Bento was 10 years ago. And that now you can true. buy Bento boxes at Walmart. So yep. so we, we get to feel smug like, yeah, thanks for catching up with us. We, we've been doing this for a while now. Oh, yeah. Well, meal meal prepping is like, there. we've been doing that for a while. Yeah, no, it's, I, I, mean, I bought for you in the past and mm-hmm. I absolutely love your stuff. Like, Yay, thank my you. Wife, my wife, every time she knows that you're going to be here, she's like, oh my God, we have to go see what she has. We have to see what's there this time. Yes. Like, we always get so excited when we get to see you at cons. Um, but you also mentioned you're a writer. I am. So do you write fiction, uh, nonfiction, cookbooks? Both, oh, both, okay. all the all of the above. So <laughs> I started off as a journalist. So I did a lot of magazine work, and then, then um, I've always loved like. Uh, so uh, the, my tagline is the fact behind the fiction. So I've always loved taking real stories and not not real people. I don't take like one person usually, but like mm-hmm. pulling down true true stories from other people's and weaving them together. And then I made the the change into writing for teens and young adults. I write uh, YA contemporary fiction, and I have one historical fiction book. And I write on the sweet end of romance. They usually have a romance to them um, right. on the sweet end. So I usually say if like if you like Colleen Hoover and spicy book talk, that's not me. Um, I'm on the other end. I'm on the Korean drama, all the feels and first love and oh my gosh so I like you and you really like me back good. oh crap I don't know what to do with that <laughs> kind of thing some of those K-dramas are so good though yes yes and um, so how did you get your start with with writing like we, we've you know obviously you had your kids get your start with the cons and everything where how did you find that writing was was the thing you wanted to do I actually did not want to be a writer. My degree is not in English. It's in public health education. And epidemiology was my class. I used to say that deadly diseases were my jam. I will never say that again. (laughs) (laughs) After COVID. Well, I have a book. My my one historical fiction is set in 1918 against the Spanish flu pandemic. And it came out in 2018 for the 100th anniversary. It's like, okay, that's nice. And then two years later, become very, very relevant. And the sad thing is there's so much that has not changed. has not changed at all. Mm -hmm. And... 
and how people reacted to it and the shortages. It's a little bit different, but yet at the same time, it was very much the same. So, different supplies, same reaction. A lot of stuff. So I was, I was surprised. I didn't think people would want to read a pandemic book during the pandemic, but there was months that it outsold my other books. And I think people were looking for reassurance that we're going to be okay. Yes, we're going to take some dings. We're going to lose some things, but we're going to be okay. And then we'll move on to the Roaring Twenties. I'm ready for the Roaring Twenties to start, and we put the pandemic yeah, behind no, us. When, when we said we wanted the Roaring Twenties back, we didn't mean that part of the yes. Roaring Twenties. We no. wanted the, the flapper dresses yes. and the, the, you know, the tailcoats and the, the swing music and all that. I'm still waiting for the 80s to come back. <laughs> I love as the 80s, too. As long as I bring back shoulder pads, because that, no thank you. <laughs> I'm already built like a quarterback. I don't need to make them look any bigger. <laughs> I, I'm still in that depression thought that every time I turn around, one of the, the lead singers from some rock band that I used to listen to passes away or I'm like Jesus this is really making <laughs> you, me did scared did you see that Rick Springfield was here in town like last week the man oh, really? is like 70 something years old yeah, he he's on stage shirtless I'm like no he's not 70 something no he's no, 50 he's like, no he's actually 70 he's he is a little he bit looks up really there. good mm. but he still looks pretty good but I actually did see him in concert uh, a year or so ago mm-hmm. here and uh, I <laughs> I didn't notice that while he was playing guitar and I'm like Okay, it's sad that I'm noticing that one of my icons that I really, really enjoyed when I was a kid, matter of fact, he is the one that converted me from country to rock and roll. Um, and he, he's playing guitar, and you can see the, the, the skin flap going. Okay. Okay. I'm like, okay, and I'm not trying to talk bad about Rick Springfield. He can still rock, but I'm just sitting there going, okay, you can tell the age is coming. Well, we, my sister is here in town with me right now, and we have tickets to see Duran Duran. Um, not here. So Duran Duran will be here on Wednesday, but we're going out to California they're going to be playing at the Hollywood Bowl. And so oh, my sister cool. used to live in California and work in California for a while. So it's the 100th anniversary of the Hollywood Bowl. And then Duran Duran, which was our very first concert that we ever got to go to, um, is playing. So we're, we're really excited about that. And, and I actually do love Duran Duran. There's, a, there's a several songs that are I'm sitting there going, oh, God, every time I hear that, I crank mm. them up. And see, I was never really into the pop type mm-hmm. of the 80s music but they were the ones that were kind of like okay I'll do hard rock hard rock hard rock Duran Duran hard rock, hard rock Duran Duran. Yeah, I, I was into tinfoil too so like you know I, I, tinfoil is like you know Guns N' Roses uh, Bon Jovi mm-hmm. and oh, stuff yeah. so. the hair bands yeah. I still have the cassette tapes in my, mm-hmm. in my storage unit mm-hmm What's they will never here? go. You wait long what's enough, they'll come back side. around. Yeah, what's left of it? Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, water heaters exploding is so much fun. Um, <laughs> but no, like, I, I fully agree with the Duran Duran thing. Like, Rio is my absolute feel-good song. If I'm having a bad day, I'll just crank it full volume while I'm cleaning. And, you know, I'm sitting here dancing through the house. It looks like that scene with, you know, the, the you know, what, what is the movie? Uh, sliding it on the hardwood floor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Risky Biscuit. Risky, Risky, Risky Business. Tom Cruise. It's Risky like business. that, except I'm doing this on carpet, realizing, oh, that's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> you just built up a charge. Let me yeah. grab something metal. I have I have three cats, and they love yeah. to find out the hard way that I've been in my socks cleaning. <laughs> you see the, the, the arc of, of, of lightning go across when you boot them. They this morning when I was getting ready. Um, I, I went to go pet one of them, and all of a sudden, all I see is this poof flying across the room, just like, no! <laughs> yeah. I always love going really close to to them like that, and you know how cats are inquisitive. Mm-hmm. You bring your finger to them, they go, snap right on the oh. nose. <laughs> it's so mean, but at the same time, it's kind of funny. <laughs> I, I feel really bad, <laughs> but I still laugh. Um, Mine don't run, though. <laughs> my, my cats don't trust me anymore for very good reason. I am a horrible person. <laughs> they get spoiled. They get, you know, they get all their canned food and everything. They get spoiled rotten, but I, I make them pay for it. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, we get the stupid videos for like TikTok and stuff of them doing stupid stuff. Like, you know, one got their, their foot stuck in a plastic bag and tripped <laughs> over themselves the other day. You know, I had to put that online. Of course, because that makes I, us all feel happy. I then gave him catnip, like, you know, hey, I'm sorry I got video of you. Here, here's some, get stoned, feel better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're, you're moving away from Phoenix, which we're all very sad about. Um, is there any chance we, that we could entice you to come back at some point to Sabo? I would love that. So one of the things I've been just flopping some ideas around in my brain. So one of the things um, in July, I was out in Texas. I was invited to a con in Texas called OkashiCon. And OkashiCon is a tiny little con. Um, and it's very Lolita, very sweet. They have like tea parties and parfait making. And yes, they have the made fashion. Made cafe style. Made cafe, like made, made cafe. It was so on point for my daughter and everything. Jewelry making. There was like not one thing that she did not want to do. She had a hard time deciding what she wanted to do. And so they invited me to come out. And I'm like, I don't know. I've never done a con that I couldn't drive to. Am I? But I've done like book cons and I've done anime cons. I'm not sure how I fit in this space. It's it's that weird, you know. We'll see how this works. Yeah, like, and it worked out awesome. And so one of the things that we did is they they know me as the obento lady. Julianne said, let's do a bento making workshop. So anime con. Um, which they had some kind of partnership with, donated these really nice bento boxes. And if you come by my booth, I'll show you because I have one of them <laughs> that has like containers. And we did a thing with the hotel that they did like a buffet kind of thing where we just had like a deconstructed sandwich. Mm -hmm. And so what we did is we had everybody come in, you know, wash your hands off. Everybody, here's a p paper plate. Go pick out what you would like to eat off the buffet. Bring it back to your table. Now this is how we make it cute. This is how we make it colorful. And then we added a couple like little things like the little jellies and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. So you, you got the box, you got food and it was for them it was free um because it was um done by both fanime con uh, don donated some stuff and some other people donated some stuff but that idea of like maybe we do workshops maybe we mm -hmm. do bento workshops and i sell like the little cookbooklets or i don't know so this, this idea of being pushed out of what's your comfort zone comfort zone and rethinking and and just evolving to what's the next thing that i can travel lightly and easily around yeah because with the way you are now you've got to take all your extra you've got to carry your supplies yes. with you and so yes. that's that's a little hard to to uh airship that out to the to well the then town. you also have the thing is like what if they lose your luggage right yeah that's the other i'm a little bit of a control thing. freak so i'm like mm, but i can't carry it all on online either uh, on board with me so yeah i flew for the first time last year and they lost my luggage my very first time and i was just like well i don't know what to do i guess i don't have anything anymore <laughs> and it's one thing if they just like lose your clothes and your toiletries but if that's your business and you've gone somewhere and right. they lose the stuff or it gets broken mm -hmm. Um, then you're, you know, you're out of money and you can't do what you were sent there to do. So that's where yeah. you start going. It says, you know what you're costing me mm -hmm. per day. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm, I'm about to go off on you guys. <laughs> yeah, no, but it, it'd be awesome if like, you know, after you move and get solid, obviously we could bring you back down here. Like if we could find a way to like, you know, get your stuff down here safely and all that and have you come back. Cause we all, I know everybody here loves to see you. Everybody gets oh, so excited you. to see you. To be I honest, you could, there are some variations that you could do. I mean, for example, you've got friends here so you could probably find a place you could stay without yeah. paying for a room yeah easily if you could i, I mean ship the, stuff to my kids house my their apartment and have them hold it for me or I, that that to get mm -hmm. your stuff here but at the same time maybe convince greg to put you out here instead of on the on yeah, the floor that's what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. so it doesn't cost mm -hmm. you the cost of a table mm -hmm. so then you're and that's, what I, more that's what I did at OkashiCon where I, I wasn't there all the time. Sometimes I was in book writer mode and sometimes I was like doing like presentations and stuff like that. So maybe something like that or partnering with Daiso because Daiso is coming. Daiso is the, the dollar store, Japanese dollar store, which I it, every time I walk into Daiso, I drop $100 every single time. I don't even need stuff. I go to Daiso, <laughs> I drop $100. Or yeah, yeah, yeah just 
pair up with mm -hmm. another table or pair Let's up see with they, another they'll people. They'll do a partnership. Or um, if I had a dollar for every time I've seen, said H Mart, the Korean grocery store this weekend, I would be rich. <laughs> H Mart is awesome. For so. me, that's 99 Ranch Market. Yes. I understand because I, I easily drop three, four hundred dollars there in groceries. Yeah. <laughs> and it's either that or we find a way to cordon off like the end of the the end of the hall, and you actually have your bento and a. Um, uh, what are the kiosks that you go to, like a Costco or something, where you can actually display it? You get oh, those yeah, guys the, that are uh, doing the knife displays, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. You can have your bento yeah. display and start doing the bento. So I'm, I'm, I'm up to anything. I'm, I'm up to like <laughs> collaborations or just thinking of new ways to do things. Or maybe I come full circle because when, when I first started coming as con mom, that was part of the thing where we would stay here in the hotel all weekend and, you know, we'd have adjoining rooms and her, mm -hmm. and my daughter's friends would come. Um, but maybe that's what we do. It was like a working vacation. Yeah. So, who knows? I maybe. mean, all, all in my mind, these are all working vacations. Mm -hmm. I'm here for the podcast, but I'm also going, it gets me away from life. Yes. Exactly. That's, <laughs> so. why, that's why I do the cosplay thing is that it's my break from the nine to five. It's my break from the stress out there. You know, it's, it's, it's our getaway. Yeah. It's nice to be in this little bubble. It yes, is. and, and it's a very comfortable bubble, mm -hmm. and that's the part that I really enjoy about it. The thing I love about it most, though, is that, like, especially with people like, you know, like you, who are so, you're not, you know, something famous actor or anything, but you're still so well-known in the community that you have mm -hmm. this, this fan base that follows you. And, like, knowing that you can come and see your favorite people, you know, you, yeah. you have this family that you can come and, and you just, see. And you just start where you left off. So, like, they're, they're your con friends, and maybe you're just online friends the rest of the year, but you see them, and you're like, oh, let me give you a hug kind of thing. Here's all the things you missed in the past six mm -hmm. months. You know, here's what happened with this. So-and-so broke up. You know, it's your own little mini soap opera for yes. a day, and then you go enjoy the rest of the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> but the cool part about it is, is that when you're in the valley, there are so many of these things that are going on, conventions that are going on. Half the time, it's like, I'll see you in another week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll see you next week. But I, but I think that makes it fun because then we can collaborate together. So, right. like, my, my roommate, my daughter's roommates are uh, the, uh, what's the name of their booth? Coffee, Coffee Cake. Oh, Coffee I cake. love their stuff. Yeah. So, Savannah and Lindsay, so th those are her roommates. And so, just watching how they do stuff is interesting. Um, and they just have a great business model. And I love, I learn from them. I'm like, you know, tell me, tell me what's going on with you guys. What's you, you have the finger on the pulse of what's going on, so I can mm. kind of adjust myself and what I do. Absolutely. There's definitely lots. Of, that's the cool thing about it. There's, there are people to collaborate with. There are people to coordinate with. Mm -hmm. So there's so many different ways that you can adjust things in here. And every year we come, we get uh, new ideas. How do we do this? How do we do that? Can I tweak this? You know. And I've I started writing some stuff down for next year because I'm hoping that. Greg will invite me back next year. Mm. So it's, I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to do this, want to do that, I want to do this. Ooh, I have an idea there. Yeah, <laughs> so that idea of, like, why, you know, you don't have to, like, sit down and be like, oh, I have to do a thing. It's like, no, well, it's in my mind, just dump out and be ready to roll. I did have one advantage this year, which I, if we ever do this again, chances are I won't have, is I was lucky enough not to have to do a panel. <laughs> and, <laughs> see, that's part of the scarier part for me because uh, I used to have a regular co-host. So doing a panel with somebody you already talk to on a regular yes. basis is not there's a problem. A, yeah, there's a, different, there's a different vibe to it for sure. So now we're sitting there going, I don't normally, I don't have a normal co-host, but the idea that I'm having now is that occasionally I'm gonna bring in special uh, guests to be the co-host. Yeah. And so now I have other people that I might be able to coordinate other kind of things with down the road. So I can probably throw together a panel 
now with going, okay, I'll have this person or this person or, or Cam come in and, and Yeah, throw I stuff think that's a great idea. So, so yeah, it, it, there's definitely more ideas. So panels for next year is possible and I'm starting to think about some of them. <laughs> but it most likely will always be how to start your own podcast. <laughs> yeah, and podcasts are so popular. And I mean, they've been popular for a long time, but just thanks to COVID, like the amount of podcasts I now listen to is just, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just um, amazing. Oh, well, since we've been here, I have cranked out five episodes of Con wow. Radio. Wow. And, and if things work out again, not putting the number out there, but if things work out, we'll be celebrating a milestone by the end of the day. I'm shooting for it, but it's it ha- a lot has to fall in place yeah. before. <laughs> you can do it. You can do it. Yeah, I'm I mean, hoping I so much. People as they walk by. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, Cam's doing a lot of running. He's, he's just running out going, I'm going to go talk to see if they're there. I'm going to go talk to see if they are there. Yeah. And then, then we've got uh, Akaza coming over at three, so we're going to have and, them And it here. makes sense for, you know, for creators too is to come and you know it's it's a form of marketing instead of like right. paying for ads or you know shouting into the black hole of social media yeah. it's it's just something different and unique but well, I know it's, it's not for everybody because it, it's like I said the first time I ever did a interview with Rob I almost thought I was gonna throw up I think we were at the library weren't we I can't remember. It was a long time ago, but I specifically remember coming to this con and being so nervous. I'm like, I just want to get it over and done with, and then I can get on with my day. And now I'm like, oh, okay. Hi, Rob. That's how I was before I started doing drag. Like, mm-hmm. I cosplayed for like 18 years, but until I became a drag queen, I had no confidence. I couldn't talk to people. The first time I got put in drag, it's like, oh, now you can't shut me up. Yeah. <laughs> but that's awesome. It was like sometimes like you have like your outward personality and yep. your inward personality and and we may have to go home for like the next three days and not talk to anybody, but maybe your cat. Yeah, We're, no, this, it, you know, the next two days, be, you know, I stay in bed all day. Yeah. That's yeah. just, I need to recharge. Yes. You know, I'm an introvert. This isn't my normal thing. Uh, me too. <laughs> so people say like, you can't say you're an introvert anymore. It's like, no, I really am. But I have that persona that it's, it's an authentic persona, but it is like me turned up. Yeah. And people comment that, oh, you have such an energy to you. And, and it's because I eat cleanly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not See, r- running on Red Bull. Me, Code red. <laughs> and the one who um, like six red bulls a day. Yeah, <laughs> me, me. It's it's really kind of an interesting thing. I'm a podcaster, and but it's kind of like as I was using for an example, um, a a brick for your thing. When your brick is going close to being dead, you have to plug it in and charge. Yes. Okay, my my break point is that I. I'm close to going dead until I get charged. Yes. So I, when I'm here, I'm like, conversations are you know, kind of hard for me to start mm-hmm. sometimes. But once it starts, it will not yes. stop. Malachi. <laughs> yes. You got the momentum. Malachi I, I love Malachi. Ryan. I'm just keep picking at him because he's one of my best friends. So he's, he, he's my, he's, it's my turn to pick on him. He's done picking on me. I, we, we went out a couple of times going, all right, it's going to be a 15-minute interview. shouldn't be a problem. All right. Malachi was 40. Uh, Ryan down there was an hour and oh my goodness, minutes. Dave uh, was but she like was ten minutes. He ended up being almost forty minutes, right? I think. <laughs> you know, so you know when even the celebrities are sitting there going, "Oh yeah, I've only got so much time. I can do this." But and then at forty minutes later, yeah, <laughs> that's great though. We're sitting here going, "Oops." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then and of course their handlers are going. Like Lex's guys yesterday, you know, we were trying yeah. to do a statement, and they're just like, you have a panel, we have Senpai Chit Chat, let's go, let's <laughs> go. It's like, okay, last question, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Awesome, thank you. We're not going to make you late anymore. We'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. And I think he was physically running. Oh, wow. <laughs> His handlers were. He was kind of strolling behind, just like, we'll get there. Yeah, so it was, it was good, and that's what we enjoy. 
So, and now that I see that it's a little bit past the opening time, we might have to work on getting her out there because I know her sister's going to panic. Yeah, we should probably <laughs> get yes. back to her. Yeah, booth, my sister's but... in the booth right now, and she's like, okay, give me a quick rundown. I don't know how to do this. So. Well, it was wonderful getting to it talk so to nice you. It was so nice to meet you. And to actually meet you, not yes. just you know, shop at your booth and walk yes. away. Which does remind, uh, remind me, I do want to stop in there and get some chopsticks because okay. the, other, the other day I'm sitting there going, you know, when I'm here doing nothing, I could really be practicing how yes. to use chopsticks. Yeah. So what you do if, you're, if you need to work on your chopstick skills is you get like your favorite snack and you can only eat it using chopsticks. So you have to like pick it up so that then you get like the dopamine reward of like, ooh, Reese's Pieces. One I, little Reese's Pieces at a time. It's not going to happen. Because I'm, I'm a Twitch streamer. Yes. I snack during my stream. So I do that with Cheetos so I wouldn't get anything on my, on my controllers. Yep, that's, a, that's, what I've been, that's my hot take for all gamers. Is my, my son does the same thing. He eats Takis when he games. Oh, they're so good. So they're he uses so chopsticks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But All right. Thank you so much for thank coming you. by and talking to us. It was so it was so great to get to see you before you move. My pleasure, and hopefully, fingers crossed, that you will get to see me again in some some fashion. I'll, some fashion. Absolutely. I will reach out to them after they rest and and figure I, out what the next thing I is. I will. I will personally go to Greg and be like, "You need to bring her back." Okay. <laughs> I would love that. Maybe we can incorporate her with the other idea we had on the last one with the history of cosplay. For sure. We'll have to touch base on that later. Yeah. Though, <laughs> she, I keep seeing her getting ready to get up, and we just keep bringing up new points. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway. And we're, probably, we're not trying to keep it. I promise. It's just ADHD. Ooh, squirrel. No, I, I, I understand squirrel squirrel brain. That's what makes us creative, and that's, what, that's, that's, that's why we come up with all these out-of-the-box ideas. So yep. it's, it's a superpower yep. sometimes. Well, you have a great day, and enjoy the last day of con. Thank you. All Take right, care. We'll see you in a bit. Bye. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, Bullshit! What a wonderful world. Where are you going? I'm going to pick a fight. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed.